0: Two guys who discovered that making toast in the bathtub just hits different. Chris and the Riz. Hey, ho, Lions fans! Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 464. Your first look at free agency. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is the sunshine of my life, my good friend and co-host, Jeff the Riz. Rizden, how you doing, brother?
1: Oh, well, I'm feeling better now that you fluffed me up like that. That's nice, man. <laughs> I like. I dick. like it. I like a new dick. Uh, man. It, it's very cool. It's slick. It's it. It. I, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying the new layout. I feel spacious. I feel. I feel. I feel good.
0: Ooh, I love the sound of that hey mcgregor how you doing um let's see today's show we got a lot to cover today's a really 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 big deal uh we're going to talk about an overseas stop for the lions in 2024 what? calvin johnson coming home maybe what off-season dates player profile videos we're going to talk about the defensive line coach changes combine prep are you ready for the nfl combine we'll get you there jalen ramsey talk who <laughs> doesn't need that in their life we'll have your first look at free agency positional needs and a whole lot more we've got a great show lineup. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Oh, yeah. Let's do it.
1: Let's kick <laughs> this off and break it down.
0: Oh, I just got called a fluffer. I can't believe it. It's not the first time.
1: All right, let's get into You're it. Who's killing me with this Jalen Ramsey crap. Oh, my God.
0: First, I want killing to me. make... <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. You can you can you can rant and rave in a minute. I want to thank Jim Ribley for the subscription. Thank you for subscribing to the show. We appreciate you very very much. Um, is Jeff a Peeps man or a Jelly Bean man? We'll get to that. Uh, we have got that going on. If you would please like and subscribe to the show, we appreciate for, you for doing that. Um, I, I
1: will just preemptively answer that. I don't eat candy, so. <laughs>
0: He's sweet enough. Um, all I right, am sweet enough. I do, I do
1: not have a sweet tooth. I have a, I have a dairy tooth.
0: <laughs> we have a lot going on. You'll see some. The, the obviously look and feel is already different. You'll see some other things change. And keep your eyes peeled during out the show for those watching on on the uh, YouTube. It's it's definitely worth it. Of course, it's always worth it, right? Um, so there's some good stuff there. Good stuff going on with this, and uh, there's other as we do interviews and stuff. A lot of continuing. A, you know, improvement. That's what we do for you guys. We care about you guys. So uh, we got that. So, you know, like, subscribe, do those things that help us out. Let's get right into it. Are you ready for the yes. first topic, Chris? Okay. I am
1: because, uh, so so I have a wireless mouse that I normally use, uh-huh. and I don't have it plugged in. Uh, I don't have the little dongle plugged in. And I'm wondering why my screen isn't expanding when I'm hitting on it, and I just realized that my dongle isn't in. So, uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I've someone else who says my ex used to call lady parts peeps, but there you go. All right, first topic. Let's get into it. Lions are going to meet Kansas City in Deutschland? What? Are we playing? Are we going to Germany? What's the word? Um I have to say um This the is the Ramstein I-
1: song is ripping through my head. <laughs> Deutschland, Deutschland.
0: The first time I saw that Kansas City was going and that we were playing them, I put two and two together. This makes great sense. On a number of fronts for the potential for the Lions to wind up playing uh, Kansas City over there. The Bears, not so much, right? Not so much. They're, They're not. It's not a guaranteed great show. You've got a team like the Lions who has a much, much better chance of putting on a good show in Germany than most of the NFC North against the Super Bowl winners. You want you want a good show. You don't want to blowout. if you're the NFL, right? You want a team that can give a good run against the other team. The Lions are just that kind of team. Riz, are you going to go to Germany when I'm there for the Lions game?
1: Yeah, my dear. I am there. Uh, so I actually wrote about this when they when they leaked out, like which teams were going to be playing overseas uh my, myself and charles goodman who is the uh or goldman sorry sorry chuck um he is the chiefs wire editor mm-hmm. and we got together right after they announced like okay these are the teams that are playing in x locations and he's like dude you ready to go to germany and this was this was over a month ago so we both uh, like it's been on chiefs wire and Lions wire for a long time it apparently took peter king Trying to figure out, you know, where he might be traveling, uh, to put to put the two and two together and make it so the like the Lions are absolutely the most attractive candidate to go to Germany. Absolutely. Uh, aside from the fact that it's it should be, it is probably their sexiest NFC game. Um, you can make an argument that Green Bay is uh, because Green Bay does have a, an, an international following as much as we like to poo poo them. And,
0: but the, you know, without, they do have a they do have a big fan base. They have a big problem with at quarterback, and there's a lot. I mean, we can talk about some of the talk <laughs> going on there if you want. There's a whole lot of people saying that Green Bay is done with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is truly the big pull there. Jordan <laughs> Jordan Love is the, not. I think one, back to one, one other. Him. He's not. He's not that pull that
1: Aaron Rodgers. He's is. he's not as good as Deshaun Kaiser, who was terrible. <laughs> um, I, I will stand on that until I'm proven wrong. Uh, we do have one little feather in our cap too. I'm on Ross St. Brown is yes, German
0: and speaks it very clearly. Will yes. Yes. He does in on the, uh, on the TV. So, so um, that there. would
1: not be, at, <laughs> that would not be at all surprising. The lions are, remember they are owed an international date. They were going to play in London in 2020, the COVID year. Um, I was set to go. USA Today was going to fit the bill for me because I, at that point, I was still covering the Browns as well. And they were both playing the Jaguars in back-to-back weekends. So I'm like, I'll go to England for a week and a half. This is awesome. I can watch <laughs> two games. And then freaking COVID happened, and I got to stay at home and, and watch those games from my basement.
0: <laughs> T- cry so, in your,
1: quote, I'm owed international travel.
0: Cry in your imitation the Lions beer. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I I think this is a what good one. What am I one. drinking tonight? This is a good one for folks to to kind of pencil in if you want to get a big trip in next year. I, I see the Lions as a real great opportunity for that. I mean, my wife and I are already planning, seriously, planning the, the week and what we're going to do. Um, I, I highly recommend the run. Uh, from west to east if you can you know do you either drop in in munich early or last for first or last Fly head all the way over to vienna in austria do the the alps so, tour and, and wind up in in uh, lake constance on the uh in, on the kind of the swiss uh, border right yeah the swiss border down there with with germany it's a great great resort yeah. spot and the, it, there's so much in between to see and do historically the mountains are gorgeous the food is delicious the people are awesome it's a hell of a trip um, we've done it. I wanted to take my son on it, but yeah, sorry, son. You're at college. You don't get to go. <laughs> We're going again. So yeah, no, I'm excited. I would love to see the Lions make yeah. the, the run to the game. Is it's in it's in Frankfurt? Is it not?
1: Isn't that where I they play to, the, yeah. the game? It was there? in
0: Munich. That was last year. Was in Munich. It I think it was in Munich again. Munchen, mein friend. Okay, right. Munchen. So, yeah all right there you go so we've got I, that I, I
1: will go there and i will uh, i will dress as matthias jobs from the scorpions all, all the time that i'm there <laughs> i will just as you know chris i am <laughs> a massive scorpions fan you know you know i, I am a massive scorpions fan so i would love to go to their their homeland and do you know how,
0: how i'm going to be more accepted than you in that outfit i'm going to dress up oh. as david hasselhoff don't hassle the hoff my friend <laughs> No your, audience, no, your audience. All right. So there you go. Lions potential uh, run into uh, uh, um, into Germany. To yeah, we will, we will
1: find that out in early, early June or late May. Uh, just keep in mind that the international games are typically taking place in October to early November. That window really? from like. Week six to week 12.
0: We'll talk about that very when that we will know. I have, I have some dates on that, yeah. actually. So I have some we'll talk about oh, that very there shortly and uh, we'll get that. Um, so Sweet. here we go. Um, let's go on to the next item. Calvin Johnson coming home. <gasps> He's really excited. Mike Disner reached out trying to make things happen. Calvin's given his stamp of approval on on the Lions making the appropriate efforts to of his super, uh, you know, level of whateverness. I don't know, my friend. (laughs) Riz, I'll let you react to this first. You've been... (laughs) <laughs> you, I'm you're probably softer edged than I do on this one.
1: <laughs> I'm tired of Calvin making it all about Calvin. And it doesn't it never had to be the way it was. Uh I am not someone who's overly sympathetic to a player who signs a contract uh and then cuts out extraordinarily early on it and then doesn't want any recompense uh directed his way for, for basically bailing on most of the contract. I'm not sympathetic to that position. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Yeah. Especially when the contract that he signed was, and we talked about this just before we went on the air, some forty to $50 million over the market value that he should have gotten. He Which, was still the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history until DeAndre Hopkins got his deal. Uh, I think it was seven years later. Which is such
0: malpractice uh, that alone explains why you hire anybody, even Bob Quinn, to be your GM. this that was an absolute I mean just failure. and so you 30 to 40 million over the market value, right right forever
1: He, he should have gotten he should have gotten between 75 and 85 million dollars and they gave him 117
0: million. And so in the course of the time that he played, he made more than the 1.6 million over market value that he's missing right now. And to, again, I have a harder edge on this. I'm just so sick of the whining about it. I feel respect, You left the team, bro. You quit. You quit the team. You there quit. are consequences you to actions. Like nobody got paid. And so this is the this is the argument I would always make about paying players. Oh, it's all about the money. Is it? He got more than anybody and walked away from it. Um, there's a lot of pieces to, to the whole world of, of, of yeah. players and so on. Now, now
1: I, I, will, I will flip to the yeah. other side of course briefly right. and more, somewhat honestly. Here.
0: I've got a case on the other side. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> I will say the Lions did not handle it as appropriately or with the proper tone that they should have. 100%. At that
0: time. 100%.
1: And that, and if, if that enraged you as a fan, that you're you're right to feel that they did not handle it well on their end either. They could have forgiven it. They could have looked the other way, but the amount of times that they have apologized and reached out to Calvin and tried to make it right and made him offers that have been made public, it's all out there. Yeah. Every everything that, that has been extended to him, like numerous olive branches, and these aren't the olive branches where. My, my pastor's hitting me for banging his daughter. This is where... You know that story, don't you? Uh, we might have to diversify that story some other time. Um,
0: Did this happen to McDonald's? Let's, let's just say... I'm loving it. <laughs> no,
1: let's just say uh, Palm Sunday was was a little violent in my youth um, when you date a, a minister's <laughs> daughter. Um, th- those palm rings can hurt. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, anyhow... Like <sighs> Stop. So um, Calvin, Calvin was his recalcitrance has been upsetting. Let's put it that way. So I, will I hope agree that he's with ready you. to bury the hatchet. I, I hope that he's ready to move beyond it and understand that for the greater good of everybody and for Lions fans, specific, look, he came back last year. They honored him for being in the Hall of Fame and it was very well received. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he liked that. He he went and he toured, he, he met everybody. He said it was the first time he'd ever been to Ford Field as a fan, and he loved it. Mm-hmm. He loved the reaction from the fans, and I think the fans honestly have helped like smooth this over, like come on, Calvin, get with it, so, man. So here's That's deal. in his ear all here's the time. Here's the deal:
0: the the team treated him badly, and they did it because it's right in line with the whole "quote unquote" patriot way. It, you had a convergence of two stupid things, right, or two unfortunate things. The whole kind of yeah, idea of being a patriot and the Belichick way, and two guys who weren't who were imposters and weren't authentic and came in and tried to be Bill Belichick and played tough with a guy who they shouldn't have tried to play tough with because he was much loved by the fans and had given a lot and that all that. Now he had also taken a lot and I can, I can understand how you can draw a line in the sand as an organization against where he was, because the thing that he also did is when he quit, he didn't just screw you that year because you were counting on him. The cap, the dead cap hit carried over. It screwed you for years and it was such a big screw job. You know, the whole idea where, and I, and I got people get it. So taking sides on this. This is not what I'm saying, but they always say, well, hey, you signed the contract, too. Right. But, yeah, you signed it. You, everyone, you signed it. You know, you go, go, go do it. And if you don't, you don't get to be a whiner because you quit on everybody else and hosed everybody else on it. So, yes, they treat it like crap. Yes, those people were idiots. Yes, those people are gone. And they don't represent the organization other than a brief period of time, which may have given you a little bit of butt, a little bit of butt pain. But get over it because it's over with and you made way more money and are and, and have a lot more to earn in both your current business and kind of your ongoing ventures by being a friend of the team and taking that kind of PR role. It's, it's going to be much more profitable to do that than be crying about it. So there you go. Ooh, why not let him have a weed store at a Ford field <laughs> you know what slug you may be on to something my friend that's um, that's
1: not the worst idea in the world yeah, uh, yeah. it really isn't um, yeah. I, I I have not sampled his product um I'm, I'm not a pot guy I'm just not but uh I I do know people that have uh talked to him to him and Rob Sims and apparently it's 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 quite delectable so yeah you
0: no they didn't not pay Barry they said Mike says they did the same thing with Barry. They didn't take back money that they owed Barry. That's not what they did not take them off. Back. Right? And and let's, they just didn't, didn't pay him. Yeah, and it was money he didn't deserve. It's the same. Calvin, he had to pay money back because he didn't earn it, right? And he had he had earned right. like he got the money he earned, and he got more than he earned So that's it, That's it. Um, we'll we'll leave Calvin at that. Uh, more to come there, so yeah. we'll get going. Um, let's get I,
1: I will. I would love it if this story ends happily ever after. Yeah. And it yeah. seems like it's it's trending that way and that's yeah. good
0: you know if, if he would so, yeah. played that contract out spent his his the rest of his time here and been done um i i think i think even though we paid him that much money i think everybody would have walked away and said you know what we paid one of the greats one of the all-time great salaries i think we're okay with it and that's it mm-hmm. well, i didn't win anything with it but thanks for everything right i mean frankly he hamstr- him not being there hurt the team for more than just the, the dead cap year in the year he missed. Right. I mean, it was a long term piece. He was a big time piece of the team that they had counted on they didn't. And, and locked to, up strategically for a go forward. Kind to of plan. Bob
1: Quinn's credit, he did replace Calvin fairly effectively with Golden Tate and Marvin Jones uh, and then Kenny Galladay for for a brief time. Like they weren't hurting at wide receiver. Um not until not well in the immediate aftermath they were, but and I, I actually I think Tate was there in in Calvin's last year I want to say mm-hmm, twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. uh, but then Marvin came after that like like obviously Marvin Jones nobody's nobody else is Calvin Johnson, Marvin gave us some good years. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, let's see, we got Loretto. These new uniforms better be fire. Oh God, yeah, we've we've had a little bit of a down. Downtime with the current uniforms. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, as we head towards our, our talk about free agency, we got a couple things we got to cover here, and we're, we're getting into one. This is one, as you know, in the offseason, we talk about the march through the offseason and what the key dates are and when things happen uh, Sorry. throughout the offseason. So we want to. I have to you.
1: make a quick announcement for all of you who are local zealand public schools are closed again tomorrow
0: there you go okay um that's all dated news just so you know (laughs)
1: risk
0: so uh we go over the off-season dates we try to cover those things and um help kind of walk our way through and use them as signposts as we work through uh the season so february 21st Already passed. Transition and franchise tag window opens. We'll see. We'll talk about some of those things as they go on. Probably nothing to do with the Lions in that space. Uh, February 28th through March 6th, the NFL Scouting Combine takes place in Indianapolis. We will talk about that shortly. We'll get you ready for that. Franchise tag and transition tag deadline, 4pm on March 7th. That's really going to then define what your free agency looks like. Right now, there's guys, oh, we got to get that guy who's going to be Signed, tagged, whatever there, else.
1: There are reasons to pay attention to who gets tagged, too, yep. specifically a quarterback in New York. Yep. Because it has a very big deal with Jared Goff's future. Yes. A yes. very big deal. Yep. Yep. Baltimore, too, for that matter. But Baltimore is, who knows what's going on with Baltimore. That's, that's going to be a fun one to talk about for the rest of the, the offseason until we get some resolution there.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't the think Fumar it's making any difference. I think Jared, Jared Goff is the guy. He's
1: I don't be. think he will with Jared Goff, but you better believe that Daniel Jones does and Derek Carr does. And I don't
0: yeah. think either one of them makes a difference on, on the Jared Goff calculus in Allen Park. I really don't.
1: But we can, uh, we'll they see. They'd yeah. better. They better. If not, we're really overpaying. Them. That's well, Okay. Bad. So
0: <laughs> as far as the pay, as far as pay, yeah, and what that that turns yeah, into, but that's what it's all about—is the pay, can, not, not availability. But here's one yeah. of the things like we and we talked about this a little bit in the slack. And this is one of the things that I think it becomes a rhetorical device for people talking about the contracts because it doesn't have context. Oh, my God. Forty five million, forty million dollars for a quarterback year? It's just crazy. Who's going to pay that? Just so you know, if we sign Jared Goff at forty five million, forty million, forty five million range next year. He will cost 17% of the salary cap of next year's salary cap or the 2023
1: salary cap, 17%. In that ballpark, it depends depends on how it's structured and how much is guaranteed. Hold on, just, just with me.
0: So that's right in where Patrick Mahomes is right now. And just so people know, Matthew Stafford was 19%. Of the salary cap when we signed him 2% more of the cap was eaten up by Matthew Stafford by a team that was potentially more needy and less productive on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I just I think the more honest way to con, to, to con have these conversations, especially about the, the one guy who commands the most salary is as a percentage of the cap because that then starts comparing apples to apples over the year cuz when you say 40 million that's a new big zero number that's an agent talking right i got 40 million that they always want the big number they want to hit the next zero number right the next five number right that's just what that is but when you look at it in comparison to the cap where does it really fit that's and again it's a rhetorical device i think a lot of people use it as a way to talk about things and make things seem Whatever, or making be impactful, but I think if you want to be pretty honest and as straightforward about how big of an impact or how much it is, talk about it. But it's a percentage of cap overall, and then you have a real kind of, kind of, kind of concept yeah. of what the impact and the cost of that person truly is.
1: My counter to that would be: Is Jared Goff as good as Patrick Mahomes in taking up that much money, on a percentage of your cap?
0: That's no the cost not. of a that's the cost of a quarterback right now. I mean, they signed him to what a ten year deal when they got him, though. What if he we retires do. on? him like, Calvin, he, Calvin's about right. And I'm just joking. But he, they <laughs> signed him to a 10 year deal. That's the cost of a quarterback. You're talking but, Daniel but Jones. When you're is paying Daniel that, Jones when, really going to be better than Jared Goff as a quarterback? I don't know.
1: Absolutely don't know that he not. He, That's why Goff is going to demand more. But, That's again, why it's important to watch again, that. We'll see. We'll you, see. You, you don't, you don't, you don't think that, you don't think that Jared Goff thinks he's better than Daniel Jones. You don't think, if the he makes, think he's better than that. If he
0: makes 5 million he's, more he's a can, year. If he makes 5 million or 8 million more a year, it's inconsequential in the impact of the cap versus the quality of the player.
1: I totally disagree with that. Mm. Totally Mm. disagree with that because you need a better team around Jared Goff than you do around Patrick Mahomes to to build a champion. You cannot tell me that you think that Patrick Mahomes, that you that Jared Goff could win as much as with those chiefs as what Patrick Mahomes does. I think Jared
0: Goff could have gotten, you cannot see that with a straight face, Chris, you can't do it. I think if the defense. There was a decent defense on this team this year. And I looked at the first two weeks of the playoffs. We could have made the NFC championship game this year with Jared Goff as the quarterback. And this team this year. I think the defense was well, yeah, absolutely he's, a shit show. And he's,
1: making, he's making cheap money. Up that he just by, happens to be so because made, you picked he, he, up he his. Made,
0: so he can take you there. He made, and he's on that cheap money because he happens to be on an old contract.
1: Right. So if you've got to pay him a new one, though, how if much does that there, impact what you can build around him? Because then you're th- looking at okay, I don't. I don't think you're you're grasping the concept that Jared Goff is not Patrick Mahomes. Like he's not
0: that. No, good. I know he's not. No, I, I absolutely know he's not.
1: But you're insinuating that he is by saying that he can win with the team that Mahomes does. Like they've structured that team. No, I
0: said he can specifically, win specifically. So that's Mahomes here now.
1: is the reason why they win. I said he if can you're doing win that with Jared the team Goff, we have. You're now. not
0: going to win. I said he can win with the team we have now. He did. He scored 35 points a game which is actually Mahomes level scoring this year with that offense. I mean, he's, he's, he's absolutely performed with this team this year at 17% of your salary cap. 17%, if that's what you pay him, you have the ability to build the rest of the team and get the pieces around him you need. I don't care if it's $45 million. I don't care if, this, if, it's, if it's $100 million and the salary cap makes it so that's only 17% of the cap, you can still win
1: because you can do it. You're crazy. No, you are crazy to think that. I don't you, think it I cannot have. be done. It can't be. This is what the Ravens try to do with Joe Flacco. And that's why they dumped him and got Lamar Jackson instead. <laughs> like, that I man, it doesn't work win. unless you have win. They came close. He won an MVP. I mean, that was pretty dang good. Uh, I, I would build say a team around him. <laughs> You, uh, some of that's their GM's fault because they keep giving them <laughs> tiny receivers. And so there's the, a lot of other
0: variables. We'll agree to that.
1: <laughs> there are, there are. But like when you are paying a quarterback that percentage, there is an expectation that that quarterback is going to be the reason why you're winning. And if you're doing that with Jared Goff, I will say you're not going to win as much as you think you should. Mm-hmm. He is known for that. He had he had one solid season out of the last four. I am not making that leap of faith. Sorry, I can't do it. I cannot do it. Mm.
0: I think that, and this is one of the arguments I think that makes a lot of sense. What is the amount of money you can spend on a quarterback in your cap? What's your cap? What's the top? Because when you start getting to 12, 13%, you might as well just say you're going to cycle rookies every time, every four years, you're going to get a new rookie. You're going to get a new rookie every four years, and you're going to hope that that guy is going to be the one. And if that's your gamble, Good. that's a hell of a wild game. <laughs> That's a wild game if all you're going to do is roll the dice on rookies. But We can get to that. We'll talk to that. We'll see what goes on uh, this year in the draft. We'll see where we go, and uh, there's a lot of time left to talk. Yeah,
1: def- definitely pay attention to what money goes to the quarterbacks this offseason, though, because Jared Goff is not going to take less than any of that. And to just remember, that they have to pay Panay next season. They have to pay Amon Ra next season. they got to pay some other guys coming up. If they want to get some free agents this offseason, that impacts – like. If he's taking that much more of the pie, like that's that much less of the pie to build a great team around him. And the whole thing with Jared Goff is you've got to have a good team around him. Like so you're saying you got to build a more. great
0: team around somebody, but you can't build a great team around somebody because of the difference in costs. And I don't think that yes. 4% of the salary cap is going to be that big of a difference in building a great team around somebody.
1: I couldn't disagree more. Okay. I could not disagree more.
0: All right. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. The new league year opens. Oh, sorry. The negotiating window, the legal tampering period opens on March 13th through 15th. Uh, Let's see. From there, we go to March 15th. The legal
1: tampering period opens next week.
0: (laughs) The new league year opens and free agency begins at 4 p.m. on March 15th. Let's see. NFL league meetings, the 26th to the 29th. OTAs begin on the 17th of April. Uh, the 27th and 29th, the 2023 NFL draft in Kansas City, Missouri. We will all, oh, as always, have our draft show for you. Day one, day two, full coverage of the, of the draft and particular attention, attention to the Lions. And then you move on to the fifth year option deadline for 2020 draft picks on May 1st. Rookie minicamp. The first That'll is be Jeff
1: Okuda, by the way.
0: Five through eight. Yeah. Um May 12th through 15th is the second rookie minicamp. And mid-May. may the NFL schedule release, so then we will know about whether we are traveling to Germany or not, and if we can argue in the plane all the way there is. Uh, Mid July, we'll have the NFL franchise tag contract negotiation deadline, so they got to lock that out. We'll get kicked out. We'll get kicked out. That'll be the way to go.
1: As you know, <laughs> I, I am an instant sleeper on the plane. Like they take off, I'm out. Like <laughs> oh I just, I, I do that in the car too. If I'm not driving, if I'm a passenger, I'm asleep. That's yeah. just the way I am.
0: Yeah. All right. So there you go. All key offseason dates to look forward to as we move forward with the uh, the season uh, or the off-season here. And uh, each one of those in its own way has an impact on the Lions, including like we talked about uh, transition tag, franchise tag. Those those have clear uh, effect on signing free agents and all the things in that space. So please keep your you know, don't don't think that they don't affect us if we're not signing a, uh, um, a franchise tag player. Other people will and then they'll negotiate something with them and wind up with them on the team or they'll just keep them tagged and pay all that money that they wind up paying for that person. But that person is no longer a free agent. So a lot of the people we're gonna be talking about, I don't wanna say a lot of people, but potentially people we talk about in the next three weeks as we push on the uh, free agency stuff here maybe may may disappear. And that's just the nature of how this works. And it's always someone that you're really, really excited about that goes away every year for the free agency pool. All right, let's uh, let's go on. Um, all right, so way of the world. There's been some great player profile videos rolling out the last week, with more to come. Scott Bischoff has been putting some great stuff together. Is I know you've been watching them. Cover for me for a second. I got to. I have been.
1: I have been watching them. Uh, I, I watched with keen interest in the Bijan Robinson one that came out today. Oh man! Uh, and That's the comments play. in that were were somewhat wild. Um, so look, Bajan is a very, very talented player, mm-hmm. uh, and and Scott definitely laid that out. But also, uh, it's 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 a fun discussion to have. Uh, I don't believe, I don't know, but I don't believe that the Lions are even interested in a, a second round running back, let alone a first round running back. But we'll see, we'll find out. We we, we will certainly find out more next week when I'm down in Indianapolis. Or the combine, uh, and we get to talk to Brad and Dan formally, and we get to talk to everybody else informally. That's yeah. part of the fun of going. Yep. Is uh, this is this is, and so I talked about this when I, I was on the huge show. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm hosting the huge show this week. Um, other than today, I was out. Uh, I will be in with Eric Zane, uh, who's a, a very very fun and interesting co-host for me. Uh, because we don't have a lot in common and we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, but uh, we are in uh, Thursday and Friday, so we are doing the huge show across Michigan. Please tune in. and Thank you huge for giving us the opportunity uh, and for giving me a solo show on Monday, which was awesome. Appreciate that. and Appreciate everyone that listened. But one of the things that we talked about, um, and I just lost my place, fudge. Um, <laughs> oh, what, what happens is this is the last like dark week for those of us in the media, because like none of us. And, and I, I'll, I'll speak for everybody in the Detroit media. None of us have seen Brad or Dan or Agnew or Brian Duker or, or well, I've not <laughs> seen Todd Wash anymore, Kelvin Shepard or, um, or uh, uh, Antoine Randall L. Like none of those guys have been even like private, like going out and talking to people. They're busy. We don't know where they're at right now. I mean, like, Metaphorically, like we would yeah. physically, we probably do, but we don't know where their mindset is at. We don't know what they're talking about, what they're thinking. We will learn those things next week. The other thing that happens in Indianapolis to, to leak ahead a little bit in what we're doing is agents are there and agents love to talk because they want to know what you might know. And uh, when you have some trust with those guys, it helps a lot.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah. they're working, they're working other angles besides, you know, oh, yeah, strict information. There, there's right? there's yeah. There, yeah there's there's, so there's a lot, a lot of, of uh horse horse a lot of push people you give and, and yeah. take yeah, yeah 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 and one of the yeah. things i'll tell you i mean i'll give you just some kind of insight and this is this is great sam man was spectacular this year at show running grabbing people i mean just to give you a, a a eyedropper of the quality and how good he was at grabbing people We had hooker. He got hooker to come over and do the interview with us. And I know we had technical. We talked about it, but you know who was following and begging to get him after we were done? Tim. 21. Tim. Tim. Tim 21, 20 men and Dave Burkett, Both following like lot like, like uh, 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 and they, they were the standing literally yes. right behind him waiting um, for him to finish if you, so we, when if we you were had, talking, had the video that
1: we had yeah. you would have seen tim and dave's crotch right behind him <laughs> they
0: were there. yep they were they were and, and so saman was able to get him now i say that not to to, to, to diminish anybody else right but saman did kill it there but uh dorsey was at the stadium and saman was like let me see what, let me see what i can do so he went to go break the ice with them so he walked over to Dorsey. He's like, and, and, and his openers, and, I, and I'm, gonna, I'm paraphrasing, but was, hey, I just want to tell you, I really love what you guys are doing with the team this year. Dorsey's response was, thanks, I'll tell Brad. And that was it. He turned back. He was no. the coldest shoulder you ever seen. Now, you know, you know, Sam, man, he's the nicest guy. You can't like not just talk to him and hang out with him. He's like the, he's like a. a and he's, a got, he's got like, like the bear, right? I he's got such awesome. an
1: earnest face and demeanor <laughs> to him too. And he's not completely non-threatening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and Dorsey just was like, no, like, like just like, yeah. no, he, he would steal a tootsie pop from, from a five-year-old to make sure that they didn't know anything about what he was thinking about anything. So it was, it was, you it will was not funny. know how many
1: licks did they get to the center young man. This
0: <laughs> is indicative of the insight people are going to have to what's really going on in the line. There was years ago, Riz had people, other people, other reporters had people. If somebody says, and I know from somebody in the building, I'm telling you as someone who talks to people in the building and you Riz talk to people in the building, no one in the building knows what they're doing, except probably I'm going to say it's probably more than one hand, but not a lot more fingers than one hand of people that actually know what's going on and they are locked tight. It is not coming out I would, of I Allen would, Park.
1: I, would, I can verify that because I have tried to have conversations with a couple of people and they're like, yeah, yeah, buzz off, dude. <laughs> uh, or um, as one person said, we'll, we'll catch up in Indy at a, a certain venue where I have Red Garter. spoken and eaten with that
0: person before. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, not, not eating at the Red Carter. Please don't eat at the Red Carter. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even know where that is. Um, I have my spots in Indy. I'm in
1: Indianapolis, a crap
0: ton more than I need to be. It's just on the edge. It's east, southeast of Lucas oil, uh, about four or five blocks and um, it's the,
1: Oh, okay. Um, So (laughs) yeah. So in relation to the slippery noodle, I'm sure you know where the slippery noodle is. Mm -hmm. It's probably on the the other side of the stadium because I think that's where my hotel is this year. I stay, uh, I stay at one of the uh, ISG properties there Mm because Cause that's your IHG so guy. will be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am an IHG guy. That was my first job out of college. Was managing
0: a front desk at a Holiday that no longer exists. I'm a Bonvoy guy, unless I'm in Mobile. Are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wife, um, wife is a Hilton Honors kid. person, so we we, oh, we, get it, yeah. we get it everywhere. I'm 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 all golded up. Lifetime gold. All right. Um, so there you go. Let's see the profile video. Scott's doing great work Witherspoon, great, man. Devin Witherspoon coming out Friday. Please, please watch it. This is look, if you want to talk about six and you want to know, I mean, I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to say it. This is my current crush right now for the Lions at six in the draft is Devin Witherspoon. 110%. Ooh. I love what this guy brings. I absolutely love. I see the fit. I see. I see. Just just. Mm. Devin Witherspoon is, 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 it's, it's.
1: He uh, is so perfect for what the Lions want in an outside corner, except that he's probably five eleven and a half and 185 pounds. He's a little handsy. And you but, would like that to be an inch taller and 15 pounds heavier. But, but, but so
0: dude, as a dude, team that ran the fourth most press man last year, He only allowed one yard in the entire year playing press one yard. One. Think about that as far as fit. And and. not one completion, one yard. And he's a great guy, right? He 110% fits the culture of this team. I, I I really, really think I mean, this is me. This is me. You guys, um, you guys know I'm. I'm, I'm I, I can change. I had Hamilton early last year, right? And I and I, and I fell out of love and moved on. But I, I really look. I really, really like Witherspoon. So anyway, hey. that all that being said, Friday we got a great Witherspoon video coming out from Scott. He's going to take a look at him. He's been doing some really strong work here. We've yes. got you know Carter. We've got a couple He's- other guys coming up here in uh, as the week goes on and into next week. So don't miss those on this YouTube channel. Go ahead, bud
1: they're great. And, and the fact that he keeps like slightly changing the location of where he's filming them in his palatial estate is pretty sweet too.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, can Witherspoon add 15 more pounds of muscle? I don't think he, can. I, don't I, I think, I think so. 10 is probably tops. 10 is probably, that's probably the pushing center. it. Honestly. Yeah. yeah
1: he, he, he is going to be smaller, but I will just say that if he is five eleven and 186 pounds, One of those guys just got voted into the Hall of Fame on the first ballot in Darrell Rivas. That's the exact same size as Darrell Rivas. Don't tell me it
0: can't work. No, 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 no. All right, so, love um this Channel, can you guys oh, – we love you too, Jake. Uh, can you explain what Brad Holmes means when he says he has his draft set up established this year? He finally has it established. Can you explain that? Yeah, he's talked about this. There's systems he's got in yeah. place, both like IT and processes, uh, that he finally yes. has in place it's this year. We've talked about it a little bit in a couple of the previous shows. He's been working on that since he got here to get his systems in place, and they're finally here. He's also been through – two years with these scouts and then knows them. This is his team. Now, even though he didn't do a mass exodus replace of these guys, these are now his guys, right? These are Holmes guys. Every single one of them, the ones have come and gone, have come and gone, but it hasn't been a big turnover. This is, this is his crew of people. More than half of the,
1: more than half of the scouting staff predates Brad Holmes arrival.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so it kind of talks to decision-making versus the talent they had at evaluating the the players. I mean, right. Kind of.
1: They're they're much, (laughs) they're much better trained for what Brad and his vision for the team is. I also think that Brad has a clearer vision for where the team needs to go with the draft. Cause, um, and this was something that came up in the podcast topics of our, our Patreon Slack, which by the way, is worth your money. It's $5. Get in there, do it. Um, But it is a different, it's a different uh, mindset now. Now that the team is expected to be successful, it, it, you're drafting differently. Um, you have your your base core team established. Now you're fleshing that out rather than building it. And that that is a different process. It, it does require a different scouting eye. You might be less inclined to take a risk now. Mm-hmm. You might be more inclined to say, that uh, this player is like 90 percent sure that he's going to be an a minus player and this player like he's maybe like 85 percent like you're probably gonna hedge to the 90 now to be just a little bit safer because if you miss now it has more negative consequences that can hurt a team that's poised to to be on the precipice of of winning division titles plural and that's where the lions are right now
0: hundred percent. So there's, there's, and then one of the things we, we, we talked about in there was, is it harder now that you have that core? And I, I would say, right. If you were lucky. Yes. But I think what we've seen in two years of drafting from Holmes, it's not that he hasn't made mistakes on Zareka, but it, I mean, has there's been, you know, he doesn't, there's a few. Yeah. But he's, he's yeah. outplayed as far as percentage of hits the majority the vast majority of gms and what a good gm does in the nfl he's done very very well yes i be, i have to believe after two drafts right this is going to be a year where you really can you, know, you have more than two points to draw a line but this is going to be a year where we can really see what happens does is it harder in, in a way, a little, because you have, I'm just going to pick a guy off the top of my head, right? You have Malcolm Rodriguez. You don't need that linebacker anymore. So if that linebacker's up and you pick him, well, I, I know you play, you know, you want to be best player available. That's kind of tough. You can get kind of forced into picks that maybe don't make your team like that much better. And I get that. The Lions aren't there yet. The Lions aren't there yet. I no. believe that Brad has the ability and with his system, right? I think that gives him um multiple I hate to use that word but it's it's multiples when he comes up at a position he's able to react (laughs) to the board yeah he's able to react to the board with what's best for the team I agree I'm with you there all right so all that Um, all those words were all about (laughs) Scott's great videos on the player profiles check them out like I said please check them out
1: they're they're awesome He, he and he's like Scott Scott's always been good. Scott's getting better with the delivery on these. He's having a lot more fun. He's more relaxed um, which is great because a a relaxed Scott Bischoff, as I can tell you um, from going to a Metallica concert with him, is a great Scott Bischoff.
0: He's awesome, and we will start here uh, very shortly. Doing our our Sunday shows as well with uh, with free agency and draft talk as we as we come forward. So there's some mm-hmm. stuff coming there. All right, so moving on from the player profile videos, we have to talk about some other things going on in Detroit Lions land. Todd Wash departs. <sighs> Is it time for dust? What's the next move for the Detroit Lions? <laughs> This is one of those ones where, man, it is it is so dry. And somebody came through the with the pledge ahead of time because there's nobody really knows anything about what's going on here.
1: No, I have asked a couple of different people in the building. And the only thing that I got back was um, I'll paraphrase, dude, I'm surprised. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was it. Um, No word. So I have bugged a couple of people. Who might be next. I have bugged people outside the organization, national reporters who have some connections. Who's coming? They do not know. Nobody knows. You can speculate, and my speculation is, is that they're going to make it an internal hire. Uh, what's his name? Cameron Lewis is their assistant d- defensive line coach. My my thought right now is that he will get promoted to that they have a quality control coach and they have a um a wcf uh, minority assistance coach Mm -hmm. and those guys will get bubbled up um the uh the other thought and this this actually came up uh with uh with eric zane yesterday uh tuesday uh, when we did the show was that michael brockers could retire and go into coaching um, that solves the problem of having to cut him because he's not playing for the Lions again. Not certainly not at his salary. Uh, and he was kind of a coach on the field, on the sidelines last year when he was active. Mm-hmm. So that makes some sense. But you're not going to make him your your straight defensive line coach. He has zero experience. Yeah. Like you need somebody with some experience. Lewis has some. He I think he's been with the Lions. He came with Dan. Uh, and before that, he was a defensive line coach at, I want to say it was Lamar University, which is an FCS school in, in East Texas. Uh, and I, he's he bounced around a, a few colleges, but he, he's not more than 32, 34 years old. Mm-hmm. So he, he's a young guy, and you would be taking a leap with that. But as far as, like, outside candidates, like, nobody has said a word of mm-hmm. who might be coming, who might be interested. Like, I have bug coaching agents. They're like sorry man I, I i legit don't know and i believe them
0: here's a good question from uh brandon uh what do you think about daryl Tapp coming on as the dl coach from uh currently assistant dl coach with the 49ers uh played at vt played for the lions for for played a for couple of years yeah um and well, one of and, my
1: very very first ever draft hits by the way i was a big daryl Tapp guy in that <laughs> i think that was my first draft class that i ever evaluated I'm like i like that dude
0: so uh, here's uh, a guy hey, who's I'm got a pre, couple years pre- in the NFL. Career. He he was before that. Yeah. He was back at VT. Uh, yeah. He he went to college there. He was back there doing some some coaching as well. Um, here's a guy that potentially. I mean, he fits the mold of a player coming in as a coach. He's got some Detroit connections from playing here for a couple of years. Interesting, interesting guy. Again. Not heard he's a, a lot smart, about guy. Like, yeah. smart guy, like
1: smart guy off the field. I, I have not heard his name in connection with the Lions whatsoever. But it's an interesting thought.
0: Yeah, and it's not out of rule the because we really haven't had heard yeah. a lot of names. Uh, Kyle vandenbosch I don't know if I could handle the whole defensive line uh, wearing those red contacts. <laughs> it might freak me out. <laughs>
1: Kyle vandenbosch is a Jim Schwartz guy. If he's going anywhere, he's going to Cleveland with Schwartzy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes good sense. And they might need him too. And Schwartz <laughs> might be camping in his driveway right now, trying to recruit him. Remember that when, when he brought Vandenbosch over? He was Dude, there like the night before, do. like camping in his driveway. It's crazy. Schwartz was a mad, was a madman. He was he was I loved him, man. He was great. Uh loved me some some Jim I course. think I
1: think his era would be he would be more well received by the NFL as a whole now. Uh that's why it yeah. folks with me that he hasn't ever gotten another job when when the the Adam cases of the world and Mike McCarthy's of the world keep getting new jobs. Like, give Jim Schwartz a shot. Come on.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Real quick, on that front, Jim Caldwell said today, um, he, he did a press conference introduction with the Panthers, that he is no longer ever going to seek becoming a head coach again. He's happy being a senior offensive assistant with the Panthers. Um, he will ride that out with Frank Reich. Um, uh, he is, he is um, They love him in Charlotte uh, because he is like an extra set of eyes for the offense. And Reich can be a little myopic at times. That was one of the the knocks on him with both Philadelphia and Indianapolis uh, that that he might get a little too in love with his own systems. And Caldwell can be a guy that can provide a little bit of negative feedback in a grandfatherly manner, as we all know he has. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good luck. Good luck to you, Jim Schwartz. Uh, By the way, I did not realize he's 68 years old. I didn't. I didn't think he was that old. I just no, he doesn't, he, like he, 62, doesn't he doesn't look. Doesn't look it. He doesn't. My, he looks very good for a man of that, yeah, that age.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, Todd Wash moves on. We are where we are, and um, nobody knows what's coming. Expect an announcement. Well, so so tomorrow. I will say, expect an announcement tomorrow. I don't now know. that we've been through this, right? Yeah, seriously,
1: <laughs> they, they might. Have been, they might be announcing it while we're doing this. Um, <laughs> I did talk to Mike K, who is a Panthers beat reporter, beat beat reporter for the Charlotte Observer. On Monday, on the huge show, uh, and I asked him why Todd Wash would make a lateral move, and I will paraphrase Mike here because I don't have the exact quote in front of me, uh, but he said that basically his belief and the other people in Charlotte's belief is that he Wash sees a clearer path to becoming a defensive coordinator again, working with the Panthers, and specifically because. Their new defensive coordinator is Ajiro Evero, who was a finalist for a couple of different head coaching jobs this year and is expected to be a one and done in Charlotte. And that's more than the expectation is that Aaron Glenn would be leaving in Detroit. There has been speculation that Wash was told that he wasn't going to be Aaron Glenn's successor in Detroit if AG left. I don't know that. I suspect that's true, but I don't know that. Uh, I have not heard that from anyone inside the building. Um I can't I can't refute it. I can't prove it. But I will say that it what Mike told me makes sense because Ajiro Evero is going to be a hotter head coaching candidate next offseason, especially if Charlotte and I always call them Charlotte. If Carolina has the year that their defense, they got a they got a strong young defense, they got a good core there. Uh, their offense is their problem. Uh, And he could get a job. And then Wash is the very natural successor to take over for him in Charlotte. Yeah.
0: Yep. For sure.
1: So that's, that's the story as I know it.
0: And it's interesting, the pipeline, it's funny where the, the pipelines are, right. But the pipeline, remember when it used to be the, the Jaguars to Detroit was the pipeline. And it was like, Oh God, the miserable, (laughs) the miserable stink that that can we stop, please. Yeah. Yeah. We stop that. And, And even the, the whole, um, the whole Patriots, you know, to Lions, Lions castoffs to Lions, right? It's like no, 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 no. You want to yeah. be with the Patriots. You want to be the one that has the guy before the Patriots take him, unless it's Geno Tavai, I guess. But uh, that's that was other Patriots style mistakes. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's it's the weird kind of way those connections get get built out or they, they happen. And, and right now it's Carolina land, and it's it's better than it was when the Jaguars were the Jaguars. I mean, they have a pretty talented team overall. They need a quarterback desperately. It's good football but, team, yeah. They want a yep.
1: Playoff game this year, yep. God bless them, it's where yep. we got to be.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So, there you go, there you go. Uh, moving on, we'll figure out, like, like grizz said, probably they're announcing the new DL right now. If it is, let us know in the comments. Also, in the comments, let us know what you think about the new look and feel. Spent a little bit of time on this in the last week and a half, and uh, interested in what you all think about uh, how, the, how the look is, if it feels you know, modern and good, and all that kind of stuff. So, let us know in the comments, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll move on to the next item, we'll get on to. Preparations oh, for the fun, NFL Riz. scouting combine. Well, thanks, Riz. Um, Riz, I heard somebody say that you might actually be going there, and I thought that they had roadblocks up across Western Michigan and Indiana border to prevent that from the last fireworks incident. But here we are. Evidently, you're going to the NFL combine. Help they're, us get ready.
1: They're, they're absolutely. There absolutely is a fireworks store at every single border crossing between Michigan and Indiana on the Indiana side. <laughs> I, I've, I've been over, so I go, I've been on 94. Uh, I go down 31, which is about a mile that way. Uh, I turn left and I go straight south for three hours and I'm in Indy. It's great. I love I love the, the combine being in Indy. We got two more years of it there before they move it away from us, and uh, I'm going to cherish those years. Um, I am looking forward to being down there. I will be down Tuesday morning. Uh, We get, um, and I'll be there through Friday night. Uh, I have to leave Friday night. I have to go to Louisville with my daughter for volleyball. Um, uh, It works out well that she's like going through. So that's good. Uh, So I will be there for all of the coaching interviews and all, but the very last group of the player interviews. And I believe the last group is a defensive back. So I'm kind of bent that I will miss that. Uh, and I miss the I will miss the on field work of the quarterbacks and wide receivers and all that. But I I learned I I literally learned nothing from that. Um, that's that's not what I'm there for. I'm there for the the <laughs> interviews. We get Brad and Dan. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you the exact time, uh, but it it won't be Tuesday. I can tell you that. Uh, yeah uh all gms and coaches uh, will be there there are i think four people that we went through the list today um uh, that won't be there uh brad and dan are speaking they are speaking back to back at the same podium thank you for doing that by the way nfl that helps out a lot uh when when you do that if you didn't used to we would we would get brad at 9 a.m at, at podium five and then dan at eleven forty-five at podium eight like hmm. Come on. Yeah. So uh, thank you to the NFL for that. Uh, So we'll be there for that. Um, We get player podium interviews. We get um, official measurements. We get workout data, um, all that stuff. Uh, We do get a considerable amount of time talking to players, talking to agents, talking to coaches on and off the record. Um, I related the story the other day, Chris, you know, this, uh, my first ever like real interaction with Matt Patricia was waiting for an Uber or a cab outside the JW Marriott uh, at like one in the morning when he was waiting for the cab behind me. Uh, and he he looked up at me and he, he knew my name and I'm like, wow, I did not know you knew my name because we never formally met. Like he, he knew that I covered the team. Um, and I wound up having a, a pleasant you know, five to eight minute conversation with him. Nothing, nothing about the team, just, you know, Getting to know them a little bit, and that that was cool. And those those sorts of things happen a lot. And then just going out and about, being out. Um, look, obviously, it's it's everybody who's anybody in the NFL and NFL draft is there. Yes. And chances are, you will run into them in one situation or another. Uh, I I, uh, <laughs> I I have a couple of meetings scheduled with a couple of different agents. One of whom is an agent for a current Lions free agent that is going to get some considerable interest elsewhere. And I will do my best to find out how much the Lions are trying to keep him. So Mm -hmm. that's that's one of my missions for next week. I will try to find out where the Lions are looking more specifically with people rather than just positions, because I think we have a pretty good idea of what positions they're looking at in both free agency and the draft. But we're going to be able to Put names to those positions a lot better after next week yeah. than now. Like right now, it would just be me speculating, just Chris speculating on, on names that make sense when, with no inside information. Like, I, I you, you, all these names that get thrown out, they're great. I couldn't tell you whether it's valid or not. I don't know. I'm not afraid to say I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I, I will not, I will not cape to positions that I don't know because uh, that, that's when you get into trouble.
0: Really Quick, I've got a just from the comments. I've got a uh, shout out for Brandon Kerr. There you go, buddy. That's <laughs> so for you. Um, let's see, You know, radio for I one like year. It. Also, um, wow, this is <laughs> interesting. Michigan, did you see what he said? Thank you for not having constant bells and whistles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you hit a bell and whistle. That's great.
0: Um, I heard Michigan's losing power to a rate of 25,000 people an hour. Oh man, okay. Good luck, everybody. Good luck.
1: So right now, so I'm looking out my window uh, and it is raining right now. It's 31 degrees, but it is definitely raining here in the Holland Zealand area. Now, as I noticed earlier, they already call their schools off for tomorrow. So they're they're probably expecting this crap to freeze. Uh, And uh, I'm not looking forward to driving into Grand Rapids to the radio
0: studio tomorrow. I'll do it for you all. Beer worshiping cult technically didn't mention horns. There you go. All right. Yeah. So the NFL, combine, this is, this is great. This is a great time. This is, you know, what's funny about it. And, and, and I, I, we put the comment up earlier. Uh, JP said, Maddie P is cool. Coach Patricia sucks. That's the best most yes. think way yes. to see it of I everyone that it. I've put because we that's our experience directly and I will say the whole St Jude thing that we did was inspired by coach by Maddie P and <laughs> going at the combine and giving a check to Rich Eisen and then leaving and Rich Eisen yeah. announcing it and saying he didn't want to stay he didn't want to be on camera he didn't want to take credit for it he just wanted to give something 100%. it was like that was the thing that kind of hit me and I was like this we got to do something as as you know for with fans and and, and we've got to do something for St Jude and that's like what kicked off the whole thing and just for so folks mm-hmm. know we've raised over a hundred thousand dollars total for St Jude since then you you all have have taken and raised over a hundred thousand dollars for St Jude since then so Maddie P so is good. a cool guy so Coach cool. Patricia sucks but that's that um no the, 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 I I th-
1: would totally totally agree with that that's a very good way to put it and most people who've met him outside of football context like Matt Patricia, but the football coach, dude's awful. And uh, he might now be the new defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos. That would be fun. Yeah. That's what I get to write about as soon as we're off the air here <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cool cool So you, the, the combine is Obviously it's all the the, the work These guys do there's a couple things to talk about with the Combine and I don't want to diminish it right But a lot of the stuff that's been Going right now we talked to some of the guys No one really wanted to go on the record o- About it at the, uh, at the senior Bowl there's something called getting Into combine shape <laughs> and Guys are getting into shape for the Combine those guys that showed Up at the senior bowl a lot of them were preparing for the combine and weren't necessarily at football shape. It's true every year, so it's it's just a thing. It happens. There's all kinds of in, in great information you get from the combine, but just know it's different than how they are as a football player, and that's why so much of the film and how they play is so so important compared to just the stats of the combine. The combine is just another input as to these players' ability and who you're looking at. Don't get lost in some sexy numbers. Don't get too too crazy because somebody all of a sudden was super fast. He could be fast but is it football shape is he fast probably but not as fast as he was at the combine how did he play put those things together draw the lines don't take individual points that pop up and say this is my guy this is we have to go for him because you know the GM's aren't you know the the scouts aren't they're looking at the the body of these guys work so there's that piece there's all kinds of great stuff going on and I do want to give a shout out to run rich run the whole thing that he does for St. Jude there if you get a chance throw a couple boxes ways if you can to donate because that's a really really cool thing anything for St. Jude is is a thing. That's going on. There's a lot of great stuff that goes on. The Combine is from a fan, and announcer kind of watching it on TV perspective. One of the most chill football experiences you can absolutely have. It is such a great and mellow way to enjoy the sport and getting ready for the draft and, Mm -hmm. and watching these things unfold without having like the stress of a game, like unfolding and then who you're reading for. Enjoy it. Enjoy the combine and take it for what it is. There's some great data you're going to get there. Some great points, but just take it at as as an event and enjoy it.
1: Enjoy it on TV because when you are there, Like in Lucas Oil Field, it's incredibly boring. It's first off, they don't turn the heat on, or at least they haven't turned the heat on in the past. So it's about fifty to fifty-five degrees in there while these dudes are working out and running around in their underwear. That's why you see so many people sleeping in the stands because it's cold. None of the concessions are open. Like you get a, it's not a fan-friendly environment. Um, There's no hype man. There's no PA announcer other than just announcing like this person's running now okay yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's very sterile uh it's not at all an engaging event to be at if you're a fan and you want to go honestly, you're better off like sitting at one of the local sports bars watching the coverage on t v and then waiting for the crowd to arrive with you where you might see some of these people yeah. <laughs> that that's and and by the way that that's that's how um um my friend Rishi, uh, who uh, you know, he comes yeah, to our yeah. training camp he's party awesome. every year. Yeah. Uh, we once had dinner with Senior Bowl Director Jim Nagy that way. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We ran into Jim Nagy, yep. and uh, he's, he's like, hey, you guys want to dinner with me? Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, that was that – was, uh, those are the kind of experiences you can get there. Uh, they, by the way, have clamped down really hard on the autograph-seeking people, yep. um, and those people, um, I call them vultures. I don't mean that as despairingly as it sounds, but they really do linger around everywhere, and they're they're aggressively, like hostile, almost yeah. um, trying to get these things. Um, like, first off, if you're, if you're an adult and you're building your value around getting an autograph from a stranger just for the the fact that you can sell it. Like maybe find a different line of work. Maybe find a different way to value your life. Uh, that like like there. It's one thing if you've got if you get an eight year old kid with you and he wants and like he's a fan of the college. He's a, he's a, he's an Indiana fan and he wants to get the the defensive lineman's autograph. Like that's cool. That's fine. If you're just there like collecting autographs so you can go back to your store and sell them or try to sell even worse try to sell them to a store to sell them yep. like that. Maybe find a different thing to do.
0: Yeah. Just life. you know, you, you reminded me, remember at lad Peebles and senior Ball when there was no concessions. And so it, you talk about cold, right? You'd have sleet. Generally, or cold, uh, yes. almost <laughs> freezing rain, no concessions. Wednesday I mean,
1: of 2022 was awful. Oh <laughs> that man. was rough, dude. We, that, that was yeah. bad.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, and that was at the new stadium. I mean, there was there was concessions there. I'm thinking back yeah. at Lad People's before they they had when it was just cold and rainy, and you were stuck with whatever you brought, which is of course yes. nothing because you're living in a hotel. I mean, Saman yeah. rolled up. He's so great. He rolled up. With frigging hot chocolate. It's like, oh, I haven't had hot chocolate in years, yep. but I've never wanted more than now. <laughs> it's yes. so great. It was so awesome. The I mean, it's it's such a step up from where it was, but I, I just think about exactly what you said, how crazy that is. Uh really quick, Andrew Robinson wants to know, Riz, is a cornerback a lock at pick six? Uh what other position could be in Absolutely a play? Not. hard to see them go another direction? I'm hoping it's Witherspoon, but I don't think it's a lock. Go ahead, Riz.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think it's lock. I think I think it will be a, a a position that ends in back. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Uh so the, the NFL Combine, it's it's a great time. It's and it is awesome. Um oh darn it, I miss it. Who was it? It is great background TV. WMW2 said so. Uh hundred percent. Um it is. Owen sixteen team almost uh season almost broke. Yeah, so that was uh, just just
1: one little quick thing, little quick logistical view of how we typically watch the combine. We our headquarters is not in Lucas Oil Field. We are in the Indiana Convention Center, which is across the street from it, in a massive ballroom, and all media is there. There, I believe, yep. are nine hundred and thirty credentialed media this year. Yep. We are all in the same room, and we we are all fighting for the same Wi-Fi. It sucks, <laughs> um, but we are there watching the watching what's going on on big screens. Yep. Like we're we're not typically in there we are actually allowed to go into lucas oil field again this year to watch the things we haven't been allowed in there since 2019 i will go over for a couple of the workouts just to say that i've been there but i it's honestly it's, it's easier and better to watch it with a group of people in the media room than it is being there live um we want we to having debates about players this is where you learn about where especially when you sit with with other Writers and, and analysts from other specific teams, you get a much better idea of where those teams might be looking player wise or position wise than you do just from, you know, again, sitting in the cold and trying to stay warm and trying to stay awake in Lucas Oil Field. And, and, and that's, wants- that's one, of the, one of the areas where we get our info.
0: JP wants to know: Do you think it'll make they'll make it a fan experience when it moves? I think absolutely they will because oh, <laughs> the one question is: Is there money in doing that? Oh yes, there is. Oh absolutely, they will. I'll also say yeah. I think the NFL is is peaking right now. I I, I think that it's it's up for a, a contraction here. I know it seems uh, like a crazy call. I feel like Michael Burry trying to make a call on the housing market, but I really feel like I mean, everything <laughs> I'm seeing it's oversaturated and I hate it because I love the NFL, but it's um. It, it It is what it is. All right. Let's move on to the next thing. Um, let's let's get into um, we have the first look at free agency and we want to start off with Jalen Ramsey talk because it's one of the most important things in Riz's life right now. And he's really, really wanting to talk about how important Jalen Ramsey is to this team and how I mean, it's, it's an automatic he's he's here like they're going to cut him. And we're going to sign him for like $4 million a year. And we're going to sign him to like a 17-year contract. And he's going to coach. And, and, and what am I missing, Riz, on your whole thing that you said in Slack? I think that's, that's got it covered, right? Oh, my God. I don't know whether to laugh, cry, or vomit. That's just. Can we just say that he's not getting caught? Can we just start there? He's
1: absolutely not getting cut. They would lose $7 million this year. The only, the only reason they would even conceive of moving on from him is so they can get more money. Cutting him gives them less money. It ain't gonna, like. <laughs> okay, well, let, let's cut Jared Goff so we can draft a fifth round. Like, that, that's essentially what you were asking the Rams to do. It's not going to happen. That's asinine. Anybody who suggests to you that the Rams would cut Jalen Ramsey, tell them to go lick an electric fence.
0: (laughs) Don't whiz on the electric fence. My favorite game. Um, Yeah, no, that's that's um, (laughs) that's about it's so
1: asinine that people (laughs) think this is going to happen. It it really honestly, like how freaking stupid are you people that think this like, no, it's not going to happen now. Now, customers, they treat him. No, those people don't deserve to listen to us. They're too dumb to listen to us. Stay. Go stay away. <laughs> Go away. Listen Bad to business. somebody else. Bad business. I don't. I don't want you listening to me. You don't. You haven't earned that right. Now, could they trade for him. Oh. Oh. Conceivably. Yeah. Yes. Oh, they could conceivably wizard. trade jalen ramsey
0: soccer wizard Absolutely. nails it and a trade would be so much worse there's your segue
1: <laughs> <laughs> so here's the issue with the trade the reason that you would trade for him is that you need the cornerback the and obviously jalen ramsey is is the best proven cornerback that you can get in the markets all season so that makes sense. I
0: under—I get why people want him. Just, really, really quick, I think Riz is coming around to the idea. I'm sorry, Soccer Wizard is killing me. I'm sorry, sorry. I hate to cut you off there, but that was just such a great cover. So, Go
2: ahead.
1: so the problem is, is that if you want to trade for him. The Rams need you to trade now, before oh, the draft.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, here's the problem. That means that you're giving up this year's draft picks to get him. That means you, as the Lions, have to take on his entire salary. $25.4 million in a cap obligation. Now, some of that is prorated bonus that the Rams will eat, but you're looking at adding $21 million or so onto the Lions' salary cap figure for 2023. How much cap room do the Lions have right now? About $17.1 million, i.e., you're going to have to make some cuts or renegotiate his contract, which is fine. He would expect that. But you're looking at Jalen Ramsey. He's not going to sign for his current contract uh, before he renegotiated it the first time. Is five years and $100 million. He ain't taking less than that. <laughs> Sorry, he's not. <laughs> so you're looking at over $20 million. You're going to have to pay him. Let's say he goes three years and $75 million, which I think is probably about what he would ask for. At least $50 million of that is going to be guaranteed. Otherwise, he's not signing it. And then why the bleep are you trading for him? Because he's not going to be here. Yeah. Then, to go back to what I was talking about and Chris and I were arguing about earlier, you're taking a significant portion of your team building fundage to a 30-year-old cornerback who is – Not the most mentally stable. Um, Look, he's a great player. I will not disparage Jalen Ramsey in any way on the field. Off the field, he's not always been the easiest guy to get along with for teammates or um, coaches. Mm -hmm. He's not the easiest guy to coach. I I don't suspect that would be an issue with Detroit, but you never know. You know, uh, it's – and the other thing, so you're trading – you need as Detroit to trade draft assets in 2023. Because you have two first-rounders and two second-rounders. The asking price for the Rams, and and I bugged um, a couple of different Rams people about us, they will want a 1 and a 2 at minimum. At minimum. You've only got that this year, which means that you're giving that away, which means that you are, in fact, taking on the worst part of his contract. Now, if you can wait a year until after they're done drafting, like, oh, You want our first and second next year? Okay, maybe we can work with that. Um, And then we get a clean slate with him. Like, they're not doing that. That doesn't make any sense from the Rams standpoint. Because that's a Rams team, I will tell you, that still thinks they're going to win the NFC next year. And Jalen Ramsey is a big part of that. So uh, this whole speculate, like, so Jalen has done a great job of playing up the potential that he might be available because much like Aaron Rodgers, much like several other players, he's an attention whore and he, he wants he likes this he likes that everybody's talking about him he likes that his name is on micah parsons lips
0: uh um, hold on we'll, we'll, we'll get, get to that me. let me let me just really quick make the counterpoint to uh, what you're saying about jalen ramsey The sorry there is no counterpoint uh that's it's the <laughs> It is what it is. And just just I mean, you can talk about it. It's fun. It's the offseason. You talk about all kinds of things. But if I'd say find time to spend on something different, because that's not it. I want to get into Micah Parsons, though, because um, look, the sexual assault. Okay, whatever. We'll We'll let him go. But don't talk bad about Detroit. Don't come up talking shit about Detroit, <laughs> man. He is now. You can target. rub your junk on
1: your teammates' asses if you want. But don't talk bad about Detroit. <laughs> he
0: he, is, he can and will be the target of shit talk for now on. He is, in, in my book, the epitome of just a, a, a douche nozzle. It's the nicest thing I can say. Um, <laughs> he He is the target of anything. When I want to talk about stupid idiots who are uneducated fools and are dopey and make bad decisions i'm trying to watch my language and be a nice guy here micah parsons will be my example so it it may not fit but just go with it because right now i really really his he is no longer
1: on our christmas card list chris
0: that's that's how to put it yeah absolutely that bs about no one wants to come to detroit Looking right here, buddy, right there, because uh-uh. a lot of people, I'm I'm, I'm in Tampa. I would love to move back to Detroit, even though people are losing power like crazy. Detroit's a hell of a town. It's got very, very different special people than just about anywhere in the U.S. I've been. I'm telling you, I love that city. I grew up there. That might be a big piece of it, but I've been gone for almost 20 years now, and uh, I would come back. I will come back eventually. I will. I will at least have one house in Detroit. Um, hit that super chat button. Help. Help make that a reality. Uh, <laughs> gonna
1: need a lot of them buddy <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gotta start somewhere right <laughs> you do you do all right so with that also we talked about uh the, the 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 slack chat it's a great place to hang out great people we make fun of micah parsons all kinds of other stuff uh you get there by going to patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast five bucks a month will get you access also if you just join as, the, as a member on the channel join Send me a screenshot at uh, Chris at DetroitLinesPodcast.com just so I can see it. The, YouTube does a really bad job of tracking that. We'll give you access to the Slack as well if you join as a member. And then in the chat, you'll see like Mike Michael Edmark has the uh, the Slack potato, which you have to be in Slack to know the story behind the potato emoji. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I haven't it's seen worth the potato a in a while. That's a good one. That needs <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah. come back. I like it. Uh, good stuff. Join as a member on the on the channel and you get access to the the, the Slack chat as well, which is I'm telling you. We have the magic potion for intelligent Alliance chat. 100 percent. I'm telling you you will not find anything like this on the Internet for any team. I haven't seen it. There's nothing nothing like the community we have in the slack. 100 percent. All right. it's great. I love it. Let's get love into it. free agency positional needs, and that's where we want to talk about it right now with uh, free agency this week. We've got about three weeks of coverage ahead of free agency coming up. and the first thing is to set the table about where the needs are for this team uh positionally and we're gonna start out in the offense and for those who have been here for the entirety of the show you're gonna you're gonna find this a little different than what you might expect that the first position of present potential need for the lions is quarterback. Riz, I'll let you take the microphone on that. 100 <laughs> percent
1: They have one quarterback on the roster. Like you gotta have three to just run a practice. <laughs> <laughs> like the their number three guy last year was was Steven Montez. He's now playing for was he at Seattle, the Sea Dragons, maybe in the XFL, yeah, somewhere up yeah, there, be, somewhere yeah. in the XFL. Um, uh, so they need a veteran backup, um, probably a cheap one, and they need a rookie. And I absolutely expect both of those. Uh, I do. I, 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 I will phrase this appropriately. I doubt it. I I'll will be it. flabbergasted. If they don't draft a quarterback this year, I don't know when they will draft one, but I will be stunned if they do not draft one fair and also sign one. Uh, again, I, I, I know they have looked and I, I, I put this in the slack. I'll give you a little taste of it. I know they have investigated the quarterbacks this in this specific draft class, a whole lot more than they have in either of the last two seasons. I don't know how they feel specifically about individual quarterbacks. None of them. I don't. Again, I hope to find that out next week. But I will just tell you the amount of legwork and the amount of resources that they have devoted to investigating the quarterbacks in this draft class is abnormal for an NFL team, even one that has an established starter. They are looking, folks. Uh, Don't mistake that. Interesting. Again, does it mean that they're going to take Anthony Richardson at six? Does it mean they're taking Hen and Hook in their second? Does it mean they're taking Jalen Hall in the sixth? I don't know. No. We'll find out together. That <laughs> is
0: 100 percent They need two quarterbacks. It's, it's just where the team right. is and it's what they're what what they what they have to do. I have to say, I and this is this is the evolution that happens as you can, you know, I, I watched um I watched uh, AR-15. Sorry, (laughs) I can only shorten it right now. Um, Antonio, as as, as Scott calls him. Antonio, as Scott Bishop (laughs) calls him. I watched him him all season, and I was out on him. Based on what Scott has come up with, and he's made me rethink a little bit. He's made me evolve my thinking a little bit on uh, Antonio Richardson. Um, I I think... (laughs) I I haven't changed. I haven't said I want him at six, right? Um, we talked about him earlier. I said at eighteen, I can kind of see it. I feel it a little bit, right? That's that's okay. Uh, I still am not there with him on six. It's not my pick. Well, but I can I will see just tell it. You. I can see it, right? And, and 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 I'm warming to it a little bit. He has, and this is what was pointed out, and I, I went and I've wanted seen this. He has some beyond the running and everything else. He has ability in the pocket. He's shown that some of the core talents exist and can be coached up for all the things we saw that I saw that made me say absolutely not because he's just not going to be able to throw the ball effectively. Some of the core talent actually is there. And I missed I missed some of it. I've gone back and started looking. I'm like, oh, God. Well, Here's can I tell you what I saw shot. just
1: before we went on the air? Sure. He is okay. now the odds on favorite to be the number one overall pick.
0: That's just, well, okay. And let's just say it's the 22nd of February, you know, we've got right. over two months until the draft and that will add this point change,
1: last year. But- so, so I get, I get these emails from gambling people all the time and they, they were quick to point this out at this point last year. Kayvon Thibodeau was the number one odds pick mm-hmm. to go number one overall. Yep. Aiden Hutchinson was third, by the way. He yeah. was second. And we're yeah. happy that he went second. So oh. keep, just keep an eye on it. Yeah. Um, Ikeb Ekwane was the number one pick um, odds after the combine last year. Yep. So these things are very fluid. And, and honestly, it's because nobody really knows. So, yep. uh, so, so I keep it. I, 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 I'm going to bet. And uh, well. I will bet that Anthony Richardson is not on the board when the Lions get a chance to choose him. They mm-hmm. they will not get a chance to make that decision. Yeah, yeah. But I will also, I will, I will go a little step further. I will say that the Lions will get a chance to pass on Bryce Young, and I think they will. Yeah. yeah. My opinion. Don't know that, but my opinion is that they would pass on him.
0: Yeah it's interesting it's interesting it's interesting to me and and one of the things that i think about in where he could fit in the growth and i know a lot of people hate this right i still think the nfl is going this way the nfl evolves and changes and some wacky things happen i think that the the two quarterback situation is something that i think more teams are going to try before they don't i don't know that it's going to work i don't know that but if you're watching and you want to grow a quarterback. What better situation than to have Anthony Richardson and Jared Goff? I mean, look, it's an obvious, oh, yeah, Anthony's out. They're going to run the ball. Not necessarily, right? My guy's got an arm. Now, I, I know Jared Goff isn't running. <laughs> you know, I know that much. But then we have the offensive line that's going to protect him, and it's they're all there this year to do that. It's an interesting way to get snaps to a young guy you want to develop and start to see how is he going to perform, get him some experience on the field in some interesting and unique place, and. I'll be darned is Ben Johnson a creative cat who would be ideal for putting packages like that together. So again, I'm I'm not advocating for this. I just see how it could work. I'm warming to the idea. It's interesting, but I just don't the other side of it is I don't think you're a super serious team if you're trying to roll two quarterbacks 100 and, and I think the Lions are a very very serious team and the and the playoffs are absolutely their minimum this year. Uh, as far as achievement, and I don't think Let's that so. they will believe that running that kind of a and I'll just call it a comedy show for now, because <laughs> I don't have another way to describe it is is the way to get them there. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I, I buy that. I follow that 100 mm-hmm. percent. So that but they they will be looking at a free agent quarterback as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have heard mixed things about Nate Sudfeld and how he was received by the team. I don't know if he will be back. If it is, he will not make as much as Tim Boyle did last year. They have learned from that mistake. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, they tied up a lot of money in guys. And, and Boyle's such a nice guy. God, I mean, that's part. Of, I mean, really I know is. they're not making those, those decisions. He's so for that.
1: freaking terrible at football, though. Yeah. That's what yeah. that's what I hate is when a good dude is bad at football.
0: Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I mean, that's what Jerry's so great about. He's such an awesome human being. And he's good at football and he's self-aware. He's got all, I mean, he's a unique individual. He is a unicorn people. I'm telling you a guy that that's good. An NFL starter caliber player at cornerback, which is one of the most swag kind of athletic positions on, on, you know, on the field, much less in most sports and to be that self-aware and, and, and humble. And it's, he's, he's a unique person. You guys just love him while you got him. Chris,
1: you, you and I both know this. When they're replacing an outside corner with a new starter this year, it ain't Jerry that's getting replaced I don't think
0: it is and, and then no no shade at anybody that the you know plays on the team. no nope. you know what I mean, no shade nope. at all. all right, so nope. we got the the quarterback position. Let's talk about wide receiver Hammon Ra, he's yeah. terrible, chark, he's here for thirty years. <laughs> I mean, you've got a situation now where uh we really don't need any wide receivers. so we can move on right, with.
1: Uh, I So, this is the question that I probably have been asked more than anything other than Jalen Ramsey last week, and that's what's going on with DJ Shark. Uh, again, I don't know. I do know from talking to people at other teams that there is interest in DJ Shark from other teams that have more cap room and more need and more opportunity for him to achieve greater statistics than he could ever conceive of in Detroit. And I think that means he's just going to be going bye-bye.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's My thought. I don't know that. My I mean, thought. And it's one of the things where normally, I don't want to say normally, but with this team and the desire to stay here, for most people, I'd say they would take – a somewhat of a discount to stay DJ Chark took a discount this year in, in the market for wide receivers to play for Detroit. He needs right. to make his money and in, in his mind. Right. And and I'm, I can't say that I'm in his mind, but I believe that if I'm him, I'm like, ah, love it here. This is great. But the career clock is ticking. The, the body clock is ticking. Yeah. I need to sign the big bucks and walk and take that and run with it. I, I just believe
1: the other thing to remember pressures at a, a thing to remember with shark is that he has void years on his contract he could have avoided – the Lions could have avoided dead money next year and in 2024 by signing him to a contract extension. Again, I don't know this, but I kind of know this. He wasn't really interested in signing. He wa- he wanted the open market. Doesn't mean that he doesn't want to come back to Detroit, but he wanted to test the – he wants the open market to set his rate, not the Detroit Lions. Yep. yep and okay. I think that other teams are going to value DJ Shark – a lot more than what a Lions team that is really freaking high on Jamison Williams will value DJ Shark. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't expect them, him to be back.
0: I want to be yeah, yeah, work, work, work. Uh, okay, Minshew baby, is there more Dan Campbell kind of guy than Minshew? No, I don't think there is. Actually, I would love Gardner Minshew as a backup. I absolutely would. He's I, I, I love, he's I, he's, he's, so he's a little weird though. Like he's he's.
1: His teammates in both Philly and Jacksonville have kind of gotten tired of him at times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like his, he's his his act is never off. Like he just doesn't have that off switch. And sometimes, like you know, people like that—they're like always on. They're always relentless. It gets tiring. Will Ferrell is like that to me. Like I can't freaking stand Will Ferrell because those movies because he never stops. Like, dude, 30 seconds of you is great. Eight hours of you is way too freaking much. Like, that that's the kind of, like, he kind of wears on people like that. So I i, I don't that. know that he would be the greatest fit. I, I Good quarterback, it. though, and he'd, he'd be fun. Um I, My personal favorite, well, I, uh, and I wrote about uh free agent quarterbacks, my personal choice is Cooper Rush. I think what he did in Dallas last year uh, was fine. Uh, and I think it also showed the way that he played in his last game, which where he got, he was awful against Philadelphia would be comforting to Jared Goff, knowing that they're signing this guy and knowing that he's absolutely not coming for my job. Like he's my number two. And I think Jared Goff wants that. Um, Jared Goff has sort of expressed that in the past. He certainly expressed that with John Wolford in Los Angeles. Maybe you can ask John Wolford about that. He'll tell you. uh, He's he's going to be like being threatened.
0: He's going to be an expensive number two though, isn't he? He's I mean, he's probably looking at four to five million dollars a year. Yeah, no crazy. And again, so this Chase is Daniel this is where you, <laughs> you know.
1: this is where you calibrate. Okay, if if we're going to have a good backup, we either have to pay for a good veteran, and we'll pay Cooper Rush, Gardner Minshew, five million a year, or you slide it the other way. Instead of drafting a guy in the sixth round, you're drafting a guy in the first or second. Mm-hmm. Like that's your sliding scale. You, you there, I don't. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer to it, but that's. It's going to happen. Like yep. <laughs> it, just, it just is. Yep. Um, I, I hope they don't go high on both.
0: Yes. That's my hope. Nobody wants to be that high. Well, yeah. No, nobody with a job <laughs> nobody with a job Mr. Holmes alright so <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on we, we, so we've, we've talked a little bit about the offense and free agency positional needs ahead of going to defense I want to ask everybody that's here please hit the like button and hit the subscribe button uh, we ask once per show you're sitting here watching and enjoying the show sitting back in the ice storm just hit the like button it's free doesn't cost you anything and if you like what you say or you want to take part in the chat hit the sub button subscribe button we appreciate everyone who does that it helps us out a great great deal I mean we've been this since 2015, and uh, all that kind of support just means a lot, helps us grow, helps us do what we do. And uh, you know, it, think about doing this every week for what is it, eight years, nine years? We're going in almost almost going into our ninth year now. Um, you know, it's, it, there's a there's a commitment, so a little little touch of the button from you would be much much love. All right, let's get to the defensive side. Uh, one
1: on other position, one other position oh. we got hit on the offensive side, sure, sure, offensive line. Mm, yeah, uh, great, Evan point. Brown. Great point. Evan Brown is a free agent. He's your starting right guard. I would be surprised that if he's back. Uh, and again, this is from talking to other teams that have needs. He's going to be a starting center somewhere else in the NFL this year. Um, they love Evan. Guard. They love Evan. Yes, they do. He's great.
0: His Hank Fraley specifically Evan. loves Evan. His, his he's growth a great curve reclamation has been amazing. Yeah, yeah, his growth yes, because I saw amazing. him.
1: I saw him in Cleveland. He wasn't good there. Like, I I got why the Browns cut him. Like, I did. Like, it 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 wasn't like what Hank did and what uh, and – I'm going to give some of the linemates, specifically Frank now some credit for it too. What they did to help that guy get confidence in himself and and over the the mental aspects that he struggled with in both New York and Cleveland before he got to Detroit, I hope that means something to Evan Brown. I would love to have him back as your sixth lineman. But if you're gonna get paid to get starter money somewhere else, go do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Do not take do not take, do not short yourself when you're in the situation that he's this is his shot to cash in. Just like George. Go do
0: it just like it and and yep. I, I i applaud them i'd love for them to be able to stay they're both great parts yep. of the team they're much loved by their teammates they do great stuff but this you know they're yep. both at a point where it's time to line the pockets and make that mm. big hit ahead of you know the eventual mm. kind of end and you know denoua of their career and i think that that's just the <laughs> smart move as both a businessman and a player to, to do that. So yeah. and, and and the other thing and, is
1: he's he he's actually he's a little bit older than you think he is too. I believe he's twenty-seven, twenty-eight. So he's not a spring chicken anymore. Yeah. Um and they also need so this is an off season need it doesn't necessarily have to be free agency. They need another swing tackle. I think Matt Nelson all the you and you know this, Chris, you and I know this. He had a lot of buzz going into last year and that buzz is not buzzing anymore mm-hmm. and dan skipper is a free agent dan skipper is a guy that they can sign if a training camp opens july 28th they can sign him on july 27th and he'll be there and he'll be the best dan skipper he can be but i kind of think that they want to do that because remember this is a team that runs the sixth tackle more than any other offense and they're good at it they ran it on 11 of their offensive plays uh and they had a higher higher bump and run game using six linemen than any other team did so a it's a big role on the team
0: here's want to so. talk about and and B- bz skis talking about this and i think this is actually i thought i had a crush on him but maybe it was you as we saw him at senior bowl uh dalton reisner uh to replace was he your crush did you have a crush on reisner i don't uh, from kansas
1: state absolutely yeah, yeah I uh, I'd, I'd like he, him you're not you're not He's gonna he's good. You're going to pay for him though. Yep. You're you're paying a lot of money there. Yep. Uh yep. and you've, you're already paying a lot of money and remember Jonah Jackson and Penae Sewell and both need
0: new money <laughs> next offseason. season. Yeah. Uh, coming so up that, for money. I mean everybody's looking for money. You've,
1: you've got you've got to go you got to go cheap somewhere. Right Guard is probably the best place to go cheap. Right Guard and tight end. And right now they're real cheap at tight end. And I don't think that's changing. No.
0: <laughs> oh, man, man. Okay, so uh, we'll keep rocking and rolling. So moving to the defensive side oh, of the ball. Riffle, no. Defensive tackle. Oh. This is this is one yes. of the – so I'm going to say this, and I don't want to offend anybody, and I don't want to – somebody's going to be mad about it. But probably one of the least sexy – uh positions on the field defensive tackle but so so important um and and we have an absolute need on the interior defensive front aleem's great he needs the right kind of guy against to, next to him to play off of him um yeah. what do we they got? figured are out we this got? year
1: that aleem's a three and not a one yeah yeah and once aleem started playing the three the entire defense like we this is one of the things that we've talked about a lot is that it wasn't just like one thing that happened to the defense that made them go from being rock bottom to a top 10 unit. And make no mistake, they were a top 10 unit, even with the Cal- the Carolina abomination in there, over the last eight weeks of the season, this was a top 10 defense. Um, as Alex Ancelotti, we'll talk about in a second, said correctly, this was a team that they they failed so many tests early that they couldn't ever get their grade up enough to reflect how smart they were at the end of the season. And I, I think people that are saying that yes, yes, technically on paper they were a they were 28th in points and 32nd in yards this past year. Oh, cut the year in half, give it a split. One of the one of the demarcation lines there was Aleem playing more three Isaiah Bugs, who is a free agent playing the one a lot more. And they also started getting something out of Benito Jones, believe it or not, which was kind of, he's a, he's an E-R-F-A. So he will be back at the league minimum. Uh, and, but he's a guy that you play 10 snaps a game um, and you're good with that. Yeah. They got to get, if Bugs doesn't come back, they need a one tech more yeah. than they need a three tech. They need a one tech because yeah. they like Aleem at the three, probably more than you think they ever could
0: yeah and well and he's and he's great i mean he's great at it he's he is he i don't want to say perfect because it's over but he's he's perfect for this team he's he's you don't need an upgrade over a lean at the three i think you're absolutely right about finding your guy at the one uh where in the carmen san diego is levi he is going to be on an injury settlement if you ask me (laughs) we're not going to see him play in detroit again that's just my my take it's terrible you need to just
1: you but, need to but, write that that off it's, it, he's, he, he won't play football again yeah uh, that's every everything I've heard from multiple people. he is not going to play football again, so just gone. yeah uh, injury settlement would make some sense if he wants to try to come through again, um, quite frankly, there, there are people that are in the building that are kind of tired of it. Um, there are questions about how hard he worked to rehab before he got hurt again uh, that's not necessarily something that he's going to easily overcome with the procedures that he's had done
0: yeah yeah no it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be tough and I mean I wish I yeah. wish I could say that I have hope for him to play and I do I mean I have hope I just my my real brain my heart says please my brain says it ain't going to happen uh, just knowing what happened you know with, with where he's at so there you go um, all right. So from defensive tackle, let's go to one of the more electric positions and talk about um, cornerback. Let's just start out. Who's the Lions' number right. one cornerback? Riz. Uh, Jerry. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's between him and Jeff, uh, right? And 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 Jeff. Yeah. At, the, at the end of the year, if you take the last four games of the year, it's a hundred percent Jerry. Wilson. I mean, Jerry is the guy. Yeah, right? I, would I agree. Mean, it's it's yeah. it's gonna be hard. And
1: um and honestly, the last like month of the season, Mike Hughes was probably their best cornerback. He's a free agent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We got beer worshiping cult Will Harris <laughs> with his FTP. Will phone. Will wasn't bad. Like <laughs> no, he he, he played a, the that's right another role. Guy. He played the right role. He did. <laughs> yeah.
1: he, he as as your slot corner. Lining up over flexed out tight ends, Will Harris did a really good job. And he was part of the reason why, and this stat just blew my blew my doors off this week when I found it. The Lions allowed the fewest completions, the the second fewest yards to passes to running backs last season. They did not allow a single passing touchdown to a running back the entire year. Now, obviously, that's an, a minor thing. They allowed they allowed 23 completions on 34 pass attempts for 173 yards. I actually know that off the top of my head because I did the research on it. Hmm. Washington allowed less yards uh, and like five more completions, but they were really good against defending running backs in the passing game. Will Harris deserves credit for that. Will Harris and Alex Anzalone specifically deserve most of the credit for that. Did they struggle in other things? Hell yeah, they did, but they were really good at that. And that, that might be one of the reasons why they're not back because they can point to that and say, Hey, I did that.
0: (laughs) Cornerbacks, an interesting spot. And what they do with this position in free agency is really, really going to inform very likely what they do in the draft this year. Um, And, and I think free agency this year, this is probably the last I don't want to say the last year, but the last year where you can draw a straight line to where they're putting people in free agency to what they're doing in the draft. You know what I'm saying when I say that Riz? Yes, they're, yes, they're I do. filling I do. spots right <laughs> with with right. with players. Um, I don't know yeah. that they're going to be doing that after this year, based on 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 historical drafts from Holmes.
1: Right? They 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 are not afraid to. It's not building through the draft, but it is. Like it's augmenting what you've got and it is, that's where your primary impact acquisitions are going to come from more than the draft uh, in the short term are from free agency. We will see how much they value cornerback because remember Will Harris is a free agent. Jeff, Jeff Okuda is not going to get his fifth year option picked up. I would speculate on that. Um, So this is probably his
0: last year. Which is a free agent. again talks to who's your number one quarterback, cornerback, right? right? I mean, if they don't if pick he, up
1: that, if Yazu um probably won't make the team next year based on the first two years of his career. There's he does nothing at an NFL level, um, including work, and that's that's going to be a big problem
0: for him. That's a big word too for the Lions. Just so <sighs> did, you know, did, did I
1: say that out loud?
0: <laughs> word.
1: It, uh, he, they, he's not exactly impressed in that avenue. Let's put it that way. Uh, so they are in need of a lot of cornerbacks, and by the way, Jerry is going to need more money soon too. He is—he's uh, an ERFA this year, right? So he is—he is going to get the league minimum again. They can flip him some signing bonus money, and I suspect they will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did get extra money um, for playing time—not this year, but as a rookie. They—they mm-hmm. um, they have that rookie like you exceed your pay threshold by X amount of performance. Uh, I forget what they call it, and it does get tax capped. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's going to need money too. Uh, and the way that Jerry is playing right now, he is going to make well, a hell of a lot more than he's making now.
0: The people that that forget the people that forget he's a second-year corner coming off yep. of that injury of an ACL. I mean, into this year, I think people are missing out with it, what they're going to see from him, and even the 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 the, the growth we're going to see from him year over year. Year three for a cornerback is generally the year where you know what you've got. Year one and two, he was pretty darn good, folks. I'm just telling you. I mean, you can.
1: Year three is when we started to see Jeff Okuda finally start to click, and then he got hurt again. And yep. Now, yep. now you've got to, you've got so. My, my school thought, and this is, again, this is just my thought, they're going to hope that Jeff Okuda can start somewhere. Mm-hmm. It will not be given to him, yep, And they will be looking actively to upgrade the position, both outside and inside.
2: You're gonna uh, find it wouldn't, the-
1: surprise me, wouldn't surprise me if Mike Hughes comes back. They like him, and I think he liked it in Detroit. I don't know that. But I, I would make an effort to resign him, and I would hope that he would make an effort to resign. You're going to
0: find that that the challenge they put on Okuda last year by putting him third, fighting for the second spot as cornerback, wasn't just Hollywood trying to inspire him as much as (laughs) the reality of what they're facing. And I love Jeff Okuda. I think he's a great guy. And, And, you know. He's done a lot of good things for other players on the team as well. He's, he's, you know, again, he's one of these things where, oh, he's such a great guy. I wish, you know, we could, we could, we could see more, but we'll see. It's a, it's, it is a, a a businessman's league. So we'll, we'll deal with it. I want to move on to uh, the next position. It's one of the most electric positions on the field. One that Riz is every year fighting for that's off ball linebacker. He's got a sick number six overall pick that he wants to, wants to grab off ball linebacker twice in the first round. He wants two of them because he wants depth at off ball. So no,
1: I actually give me all the linebackers <laughs> give them all to me. They do need an off ball linebacker and they need, they need their best line. They need to acquire their number one linebacker this offseason in one form or another, nothing against Rodrigo. If Rodrigo is your number one, your linebackers probably aren't very good. Because uh, Rodrigo is very, very good at the things that he does well. Those things are limited. And I think we saw that. I think opposing offenses saw it and took some advantage of it. He doesn't go downfield very well. He doesn't turn and run well. He doesn't always find the best path to the ball when he's starting further off the ball. Uh they need it they need a guy who can turn, run, and go any direction, 360 degrees fast, and hopefully make a play when he gets there. Yep. Yep. I hope they draft it. I don't want to I don't want to pay a lot of money in free agency for that. There are some good free agent linebackers out there. Alex Anzalone being one of them. Alex Anzalone is coming off the best season of his career. He's the first year, by the way, where he's not been hurt at all. Mm-hmm. He's what, 28, 27, 28? This is his shot to cash in. He knows it. His agent knows it. The Lions know it. Would they love to have Alex Anzalone back? Yes. Would I like Alex Anzalone back? Yes, I would. I would. I think he played very well down the stretch for the most part. I think he's going to get more money elsewhere. I think the Lions won't be terribly saddened to replace him. Yeah. with a guy like Dion Henley or any number of linebackers in the middle rounds of the draft.
0: Somebody had him in a mock draft I saw. Um some Rise Doan guy, he had uh he had Dion Henley there. Had him in the um, in the second. Uh I I saw I, I talked to Mike Brenner from PFF one. today. He became one of my favorite <laughs> when I saw
1: that. Um <laughs> Mike Renner from PFF has him as his number 1 linebacker. Um yeah. I, I do as well. Yeah. Uh, so there, there is some buzz for Dion. Uh, I think he's going to go in the the Minnesota pick in the second round range to the Lions pick round in the third range. So if they want they'll probably get one shot at them. We'll see if they like them. There, there's a lot of good linebackers on there. Um, Parenthetically, I will add, I did this player profile of Noah Sewell today. I oh, Lions wire and I'll just say, read it please
0: no, i'll be skipping that one <laughs> I, only because i know you're is i i never advocate someone skipping it but i think a lot of people should read it because i think it'll help them i think they should all right let's <laughs> I think let's they move. should <laughs> gotta say hi to micro mike, mike who's here how you doing brother um but we we'll also have to move on to the last position we're going to cover here for free agency positional needs and that would be safety
1: Oh, I thought you say kicker because they do technically need a kicker too. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Let's talk about safety. Um, but what's going on? Can't we just re-sign Deshaun and Tracy Walker's coming back, and we got Kirby. We're covered. We're good. What could be good? What could be possibly going wrong? Sounds with good
1: that? to me. Um, I like that. I'd I'd like another body in there though. Uh, C.J. Moore is also a free agent. He left. He came back. I like C.J. Moore. Good, good number four guy, great special teamer. Your number four safety is on the team as much for special teams as he is for playing safety. Wouldn't be the worst. I wouldn't be upset if they ran it back, but I would like to see them add another piece. And uh, a guy like – you can get a guy like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson as a free agent. Did I say that? Gardner-Johnson? Whatever. <laughs> He'd be good. (laughs) He'd be great. Uh, There are some other safeties that are out there that will come available. One of them who might be a cap cut in Cleveland is John Johnson III, a guy that Brad Holmes loved, loved in the Rams draft once upon a time. And it hasn't gone well for him away from that Rams style. Mm -hmm. He's had two years in Cleveland that have not been worth their money. Like, frankly, He needs a fresh start somewhere else. That's an interesting name to watch because I will tell you, and I know this from that draft, Brad Holmes was a table pounder for John Johnson III when the Rams got him.
2: There you
1: go. Just put that in the back of your mind and file it away somewhere. I don't know that they're looking at it. I don't, but just file that away somewhere. And that wouldn't surprise me either if they they loaded up at safety because Aaron Glenn's defense needs safeties plural as the playmakers more than they need linebackers singular as a playmaker.
0: I thought you were going to say more than Mars needs women. And I was really going to go. I don't know why I thought that. I don't know why that came up, but God, I was all in on that. I don't know. know. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, Anything else at safety uh, that you can think of right now?
1: Not really. I mean, I don't think they're like depth guy, like Brady breeze. um, The hell else do they have Juju Hughes. I don't even think he's here anymore. I don't think those guys are long for Detroit if they're still even in Detroit, I don't even know.
0: That's kind of sad. Hopefully they're renting. We're two hours in here, man. My brain, my brain is getting tired. Hopefully they're renting. All right. So, hey, make sure you subscribe and like to the, like the channel, please. We appreciate that when you do that. And that helps us out a great deal. Uh, 300 people, over 300 people here and 121 likes. It's one out of oh, three of you have done that. Thank Come you. the button. I didn't like it. I gotta like it. I'm going to like it. Jamel Dean, do you want to talk about that really quick before we go any further, Riz?
1: I love Jamil Dean. I would love to have him at Detroit. Cornerback from the the Buccaneers would be the number one alpha dog corner in Detroit. He is fast. I believe he ran a 4-3-2 at the Combine, and it shows on the field. He is the fastest player in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is a free agent that they probably can't afford to bring back. So, yes, if you're looking to make a splash, he would be a good one. James Bradbury is a little older, a little bit more seasoned, He would certainly be a quality one. There are a ton of mid-tier guys who can be your one slash two in in the way that Jerry is right now as your one slash two. There's Um, a a lot of those guys. And we'll be talking a lot about those uh, between us and Scott and and other facilities that are out there.
0: Dean is the number one. Of course, we'd rather have Dean, but he's, you know, you're looking at what? 17 million a year. I mean, you're looking at a lot of money for a guy like that. You could probably get like Sutton for eight and a half. It could get Bradbury for like 12, right? uh, Sutton
1: Sutton as your slot Mm -hmm. is very attractive to me. Mm -hmm. I will give you another name that he's got some wars, but William Jackson, when the Steelers cut him and they will cut him, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is a reclamation project. He has played in the wrong defense since he left Cincinnati. He is a bump and run physical press man outside corner. That they asked to play in off man and zone in Washington, and he sucked. (laughs) And he went to Pittsburgh. They traded for him and he got hurt in the first training camp or the first day of practice there. (laughs) That's a that's a veteran reclamation project, former first-round pick. I think he's 31 as the season starts next year. That you can rent for a year for four or five million in the way that they got a year that way out of Chris Houston once upon a time, and then the way that they got a year out of Rasheen Mathis. Once upon a time, mm-hmm. those one-year rental things work to buy you a time as a bandage, with the knowledge that you've drafted somebody to learn under him and eventually take over that role. Yep. And I could absolutely see the Lions going that route too. Yeah, there you go. Or I should say, in addition to signing another cornerback in agent, I think their biggest spe- their biggest expensive agency this year will be a cornerback mm-hmm. or two.
0: Ooh, there you go,
1: and that I, doesn't that doesn't rule them out from taking a first round cornerback in the draft either.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm all uh, you know. Uh, I've said it, I've said it, and I'll say it again. I'm all yeah. in with Witherspoon. Right now, if you told me I had a pick at six with no one else off the board, not no one off but yeah. with the expected board run, I'm in on Witherspoon, man. That's my guy today. So yeah. we'll see, we'll see. what things he's, change. he's he's
1: really good. He's yeah. really good.
0: Yeah. I mean, that whole secondary right there is, is really good. And it's one of the things you ask is, oh, did they help him look good? No, man. One yard all season in press. That's not the rest of the secondary helping you look good, man. That is you being no. damn good at what you do. I love that. Sidney Brown in uh, the third,
1: though, is a safety. Not a bad option either.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. For sure. For sure. For sure. All right. Uh, yeah. Gonzalez, don't forget. You're going to see some great videos coming up from Scott. Uh, we've got. um Carter coming up. We've got Witherspoon this Friday. Um, we've got a bunch of Gonzalez coming up. We've got a lot of players coming up that he's going to cover uh, good videos, quick hitters, 10 minutes. or can less. I, can I tease his Gonzalez, Gonzalez
1: video? Sure. I asked Scott about, Scott was my first guest on the huge show on Monday, and I asked him about Christian Gonzalez. And we both came to the agreement that he's got all the physical tools in the world, but would he ever wear a grit hat? might not be the right personality fit for Detroit. Yeah, Doesn't mean that they won't like him. Doesn't mean that he's not a great corner. He might not be the best Lions, Dan Campbell Lion.
0: No, no, that's fair. Witherspoon... 100% 100% a Dan yes. Campbell Lion. 100%? 125%, yes. 25%. <laughs> because that's how a Dan Campbell Lion has to be. It ends at 100 for everybody. Yep. But you, if you're 125, then you're really a Dan Campbell Lion. So there you go. All right. Okay. Don't forget about Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com, the place to do all your Amazon shopping. You go to Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com that zips you right to the Amazon site, but it throws a cookie in your browser, lets them know that we sent you, and they give us a little kickback. Doesn't cost you anything more, but it helps helps the show do what we do helps fund the show and uh it, gets, it helps us out by doing something you were going to do anyway it's the same thing when you want your lions gear and that's coming up here the draft is here everything's going on go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com the official real licensed high quality merchandise is fanatics they own the nfl the nhl the nba the mlb all the college stuff they have the officially licensed stuff they have taken over the merchandise world go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com before you buy anything from any of those folks and uh you You'll get hooked up and taken care of, and and so will we. Because you were, it was something you were going to do anyway. All right, this is week one of free agency. That's not bad, man. That's not bad. We 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 covered a good a good take. It's a two hour show. We got we got here. We got two more weeks of free agency. Free agency is going to hit. And then uh we're gonna cover all the action of free agency and then we're really driving for the draft. Um, you guys, this is this is a big run all the way through April, breaking new news, new information coming all the time. We're gonna break down players, we're gonna give you insight. We're gonna we're gonna listen to what you say. We'll bring your stuff in from the the chat as well. So make sure you subscribe Mm -hmm. so you can get into the chat and that's that's the the ticket in for that. And uh we'll keep going doing the things that we do, but don't miss the show. A lot of great stuff coming up. A lot of fun stuff. Might and,
1: uh, uh, I uh, might, insight. might, might, might try to do a couple of the shorts from Live from Indianapolis.
0: We'll Ooh, we we'd love it when you're in your shorts. Otherwise, just <laughs> hands-free, right? All right, let's uh, really get into what we got going on. i got to talk about the Patreon. Everyone who's in the Patreon is awesome. <laughs> It's weird, but that just works that way. Uh, no, uh, Patreon is awesome. It's the greatest community uh, in the Slack chat. I'm not even kidding. I mean, I've, we've a lot of people have turned you know off in some of the places where we came from. A lot of the other chat, the communities that are out there, there's no community like this one. Get access. That's true. Either be a member on uh, on YouTube. Join the channel, or you go to Patreon.com/slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get in there. You get access to the Slack chat. As little as five dollars a month from Patreon. Uh, if you do five or more a month, you get into the Slack, and you won't regret it, especially for the off-season chat. It is non-stop talk. I, I, I wound some people up with my talk that I, that I shared earlier in the show about uh, percentage of salary cap as a way to take away a lot of the rhetoric about what, what's your number. Get your number. Lock in on your number what the percentage is the right percentage and then we could talk about like how much you spend. Don't, you know, the other numbers are different they change because the salary cap changes and I think that that's a, a better way to look at it but a lot of great chat talk there a lot of great disagreement agreement you know the whole thing it's it's just a good community and, and there's really it's Chris we disagreed, and I still love you man I know isn't that weird <laughs> isn't that weird no hatred weird how that works like, yeah uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at as you see right there at Jeff Risden. under his name it's right there it's easy to uh, look at and get also at DET Lions podcast DET Lions podcast uh, we're both pants free all the time and that's how to, how to get closest to us and uh, being pants free because who wouldn't want to rub up against us almost mika parsons style uh, also give us a call via skype at detroit lions podcast all one word detroit lions podcast or call us in the lions my crotch line. up that i uh, <laughs> out of my chair Calls the lion's line at 248-782-8384 248 rub you fug. get in there get uh leave a message we'll get you on the air also Go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. What happens when you subscribe to the podcast, Riz?
1: I get to come into your ear
0: holes automatically. Yeah. yeah. A- 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 both of them. Who wouldn't want that? Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Thank you all for listening. Love you. Appreciate the feedback on the new thing, and uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep getting better